episode 92. Holy cow, 92 of the School PR Podcast. Matthew, 92. This is awesome, 92. We got to have a very special 100 when we get there. Hey, everybody, welcome. What should we do for 100? And here we go. Be sure to visit soundmind.app, peachjar.com, and nickelstrategies.com. Advocating for public education, sharing our stories, and celebrating our schools, students, and staff. From crisis communications to media relations, social media, and everything in between, we're here to give you the best strategies, tools, and techniques to help you help others. Welcome to the School PR Podcast, brought to you by Peach Jar, Sound Mind, and Nickel Strategies. Here's your hosts, Matthew Jennings and Ryan Ferran. 100 episodes. What what would we do for episode 100? Will we make to episode 100, actually, is the question. <laughs> are they gonna, how are they going to keep paying us to keep this show in the air? That's a good question. Uh, who knows? Maybe we have to have a giant podcast party. You're right, though. I didn't even think about that. we got to think about something special yeah. for episode 100. Episode 100 <laughs> is a big deal. we got to do something cool. That is. Yeah, our last episode was with Jackie talking strategic communications plan. That was a blast. You and I were fighting the whole time. Yes, that's what we do. <laughs> and uh, we posted some of those clips on our Instagram. Check those out. Um, but yeah, and somebody uh, commented too that they they took your side with this. Um, oh, what? I missed that comment. That's right. Yeah. That's right. It, I feel validated. One person has validated my feelings. It was uh, Nicole Kirby, if I'm not mistaken. Well, Nicole Kirby's a dear friend of mine. Shout out to Nicole. Thank you. Very biased. <laughs> uh, it's so, not my fault. so cool. That's her yeah, deal. She's great. And, she uh, is. So uh, she agrees with you. And uh, we, I also put out the clip afterwards of what you had to give the disclaimer about uh, our relationship. <laughs> yeah. 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 We are a little bit like two brothers. Uh, we chat. We don't fight. We challenge each other. Yes. So. <laughs> and, Poor Jackie was just in the middle, Cotton literally Bill. in the middle of it all. And uh, such a good sport. <laughs> she always is. I love her. She's great. But full transparency, we recorded that a long time ago, that episode. Mm. And uh, we did it at the end of last school year. And we were just been kind of holding on to it uh, throughout the summer. And I forgot how fun and what a good conversation and how great Jackie was on that podcast. Yeah, she was great. We did get a lot of love, a lot of feedback. I got several texts from friends all over the place just thinking it was a blast. So that was that was a lot of fun. Definitely check it out if you haven't yet. Um, just about strategic communications planning. It was really insightful, and she's just great. Yeah, and uh, you can hear Matthew and I go back and forth in disagreement <laughs> on it. And, We're not going to tell you why. You have to listen to it yeah, first. Exactly. So that's episode 91. But, yeah, it's really good stuff. And Jackie uh, – provided a lot of good information as you go to create your strategic comm plan. And uh, really, I would listen to that if you've never done one or you're thinking about kind of refreshing it, I would listen to that and uh, or reach out to Jackie directly before you do because she has some great insights on that. So true. We're gonna what keep are we doing it, today? I say we keep it a little bit lighter today, you know? Right. <laughs> um, 
I've always been wanting to do an episode about podcast and streaming recommendations. I listen to a lot of podcasts in the car and walking, running at the gym or whatever. I love podcasts. It's one of the reasons we do this one. We enjoy them. Um, but I'm not talking about education related, but just entertainment ones. So okay. I'm going to give a few recommendations for people that also enjoy podcasts when you're not listening to the school PR podcast of other ones you can go listen to. And by the way, there are other really good uh, school PR podcasts out there True. that you can listen to. And we had one of the hosts on uh, Andrea Gribble uh, episode 87, and she has a great podcast. And we still have, by the way, we still have her two books. We bought two of her books to give away. So we still need to do that. Yes. But, um, you don't drive much this these days because you have a great remote job. So you don't listen to as probably as much podcasts as I do. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to give the people some really good recommendations. And every time I've given these recommendations, people have come back and said, that was amazing. Binge the whole thing. Thank you very much. Do you have any other recommendations? Okay, sweet. So are you ready for these? I'm ready. Let's do this. Do you want to start with true crime? More mm. fun, light entertainment one. No, let's jump into the deep end. True crime. True crime. So here's my two recommendations for true crime. Your own backyard is recommendation number one by okay. Chris Lambert. It's the story about Kristen Smart. Mm. Obviously, it's true crime. It's a true story. And uh, I'm familiar with this because she went missing from Cal Poly San Luis Obispo about 25 years ago. So when I was a news reporter up there, we would on occasion do updates about the case. I ran in a charity benefit run for her family. Oh. Um, some of the players that you hear in the podcast I'm friends with are either news reporters, the sheriff of San Luis Obispo, Ian Parkinson. I had him. I did a radio show years ago on ESPN radio up there. Uh, it's actually a fitness health and fitness radio show. And, but he was a big kickboxer, and he worked out with Chuck Liddell and uh, John Hackleman. So I had him on the podcast, so I know him a little bit. And so I'm familiar with the case. And for years, so how this podcast came to be, and this is it's just amazing, this whole story of the podcast and the podcast itself. Yeah. So there's a there's been a billboard on the... Uh, freeway running through San Luis Obispo, the 101, for years. There's one where you see off the freeway when you're driving through. If you're coming from up north, going to L.A. on the 101. You can see the billboard. It's Kristen Smart. It's the missing billboard. Wow. And it's been there for years. And you just kind of, now it just kind of, for years, it just blended in with the scenery because you've just you've driven past it so many times. And I went to school in Santa Barbara, lived up north, even before I lived in San Luis Obispo. So I've seen that thing a hundred times before I even lived in the area. So a audio engineer, Chris Lambert, from the area, you know, occasionally he'd see the sign. And one day, a few years ago, he's like, man, whatever happened with Kristen? She's still missing. The case is still cold. It's still... So he dives into the story. He starts doing Google searches and what's the latest with, with Kristen and the case and so he decides to do a podcast about it 
and he's never done one before. He's got a great voice, great narration, great storytelling. And so he starts talking to some of her friends from back then. And again, and she's like our age. She's would have been mid forties now. Wow. She was, I think at Cal Poly, she was maybe a year ahead of us or a year ahead of me. Well, she was and, born in 90, 1997. Okay. Yeah. 1977. So, sorry. 1977. 77. Yeah. So the same year I was born. Yeah. There you go. I'm only 25, but I was born in 77. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, long story short. So he does this podcast and starts interviewing people that were at this party. She so went to this party, walked home with two people mm -hmm. last seen with, and then never heard from again. So he starts interviewing people that were at that party that knew the guy that's the main suspect. And so he's talking to people that the police have never talked to. Wow. So he starts releasing episodes and you're like, wow, that's interesting information. That's interesting information. Eventually he starts working with the police. Oh, at, wow. first, at first, I think they're kind of irritated that he's doing this. It's bringing it back up. And there was some fumbles back then in the case. They lost some evidence and key stuff that did not go well. I mean, this has been on 60 Minutes and all these big... So it's, it's no secret. Um, so there were some things in the case that didn't go well back then with the investigation. And um, so anyway, he talks to these people. Eventually, he talked to people that the police never talked to. So he kind of has information that he eventually, and I think at first, like I said, they were annoyed with this because yeah. dragging them through the kind of the mud a little bit, mm -hmm. bringing this case back up that's unsolved, and but starts working with them. And he has contacts, information that they don't have. So this, this Joe Q citizen has information about this cold case murder they don't have. Then they agree to come on the podcast, which I was Stunned about. No they give him an interview. So anyway, it's fascinating story, true crime. The case just is kind of wrapping up right now. And what the podcast did, Matthew, was got some of the suspects talking again. So yeah. they were able to get new evidence, I, I think, from the podcast being relived all these years later. So they got search warrants, and I won't. I don't want to do any spoilers here, but it's a fascinating story. Um, and he continues to do updates uh, even till now and through the, the trial, which was very recent. So Your Own yeah. Backyard, The Disappearance of Kristen Smart by Chris Lambert. He did a phenomenal job. Hmm. Highly recommend that one. The other true crime one is The King Road Killings. My friend, uh, Kana Whitworth, who I worked at with the TV station in Tucson, she was amazing, and uh, she's now at ABC Network. She did this podcast, and at first, I start listening to it because I, you know, sometimes you just get those AI recommendations. Mm -hmm. I start listening to it, and I'm like, hmm, and I didn't even click. And then she says, "Oh, this is Kana Whitworth with ABC." I was like, "Oh my, that's Kana." So I was like, "Oh, she just did a phenomenal job." Her and her producers. It's this story about this uh, small town Idaho college uh, kind of weird killing situation and how that all kind of came to be but i think it's six or seven episodes really good really well done by abc news and Kana. so uh the king road killings 
is the other one. And then my fun one, which is like just uh, put you in a good mood and really entertaining and kind of uh, just really enjoyable is Smartless. So, yeah. so Smartless is with Jason Bateman, Sean Hayes, and Will Arnett, all famous Hollywood actors. And what's kind of cool is they've been friends for like 30 years now. And so close friends. And they on this podcast, and then they bring on one of their big celebrity friends. They've had everyone on. They've had Biden on. They've had uh, all these just A-list celebs. Matthew McConaughey, William Defoe. I'm looking through the list now. Will Ferrell. All these guys. Jimmy Kimmel. Uh, just some of these biggest actors in the business. But their rapport with each other is hilarious. They're just so I funny. Bet. They rip on each other. They <laughs> just have a blast. And then they just happen to be friends with like every A-list celebrity in the business. So smart list highly recommend that one as well super funny that's cool yeah you know on, on the true crime thing uh, taking it over to streaming uh during covid everybody watched the tiger king that's not what i'm talking about but at the same yeah. time was also making a murderer did you ever watch making a murderer oh so good uh -huh. reminded me a lot of parallels there with Kristen smart's case that you were just talking about but yeah if you haven't checked out making a murderer yet and you like true crime you've missed the boat on that one that one is just a roller coaster. I mean, you're going through the whole, there's like three series, I think, but you're going through like each episode, like he didn't do it. He's innocent. And then the next one, you're like, nah, he might've done it. And then the next one, you're like, the police are so inept. Like what's going on? And then the next one, you're like, no, the police are corrupt. And then the next one, you're like, no, maybe the police are okay. Like you just, it's just a roller coaster. They just throw so much info at you. I love that one. And that's, that one came out like almost nine or 10 years ago now. Isn't that scary? And that was, that was so good. And here's, so I remember doing a deep dive on that. So there's two different seasons of that. Now, have you seen the second one? Uh, I think there, is there two? I'm going to look it up. I thought there was, yeah, two. Oh yeah. The second one follows up with him as he got out of prison and like that whole thing, right? The second one is more, it's not as good as the first one by any means. And it's yeah. more of the legal system and that lady that gets all these people like released from jail. So it's more, much more, if you're like in the the law, the legal system, it, you might find it interesting. Um, but you're right. So I, I did like a deep dive and watched some of the like real interviews with these people. But what, what was fascinating about making a murderer was there. And, and the term documentary just needs to be thrown out because yeah. they're all so biased now. Yeah. And they're all oh. like the Michael Jordan one, which was huge in the pandemic um, about the Chicago Bulls and NJ, the 10 parter. And, and we think of these, we call them documentaries as like, it's documenting real time, but they do these interviews now and there's so much revisionist history. It's unbelievable. And, and even in your own mind, how you think you want it to happen is how you explain that it did happen. And that's yeah. not actual reality, but that was fascinating about making a murderer that there, you have to know there's some bias because they're in the people's house yeah. in the case. Yeah, so true. So true. That was a trippy one. That that was that was actually a lot of fun. Really makes your brain work. That uh, is a good one, though. So that's still on Netflix right now. Yeah, I believe it is. Yeah, yep. that's a great one. That's a great recommendation. Yeah, that one's fun. Uh, a fun one, though. Have you watched Guardians of the Galaxy on Disney? Gar the Volume Four is out. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Four. I haven't seen Volume One, Two, or Three. <gasps> What's the matter with you? Oh man, it is just a fun ride. I've heard the name, but I don't. What is it exactly? Chris Pratt's in it. You know, like there's. I love Chris Pratt. Yeah, exactly. Guardians of the Galaxy. It, it's 
the premise is like it's this band of misfits uh, that are out saving the world, saving the galaxy. They're the guardians of the galaxy, and the humor is just insane. They have so much fun together. The characters are hilarious. There's this one guy named Drax who's like just they kind of portray as like a big dumb animal. It comes full circle though in uh, volume four, the final volume. There's a little uh, raccoon called Rocket. Uh, he's sassy and just funny as heck, man. And his story comes full circle in this most recent volume, which is really fun. Uh, there's just, there's just there's these characters. And, and uh, there's this like branch, his name's Groot. He's like a, a, a tree. Uh, and in all the Guardians of the Galaxy movies, he's like in different phases of growth. Um, and he can like regenerate himself if limbs are cut off or whatever. And he only says, I am Groot. Like, but everybody around him that knows him understands what he's saying. So like, he's like, I am Groot. And somebody's like, oh, what? Like Timmy fell down the well and he's been down there yelling for hours. Oh, I'm sorry. But all he said was, I am Groot. Um, and so it's really confusing for people that don't understand. They're like, why is that like the only thing he says? It's just, and the music, the soundtrack to the movies is incredible. It's some of the best music, just pop wow. songs, like great pop songs through history, the 70s, the 80s, the 90s. Um, and they just rock it. Uh, it's just good. It's a good one. That's a good, fun one. If you haven't seen Volume Four or any of them, you need to check it out. I like that. Chris Pratt is one of the guests on Smartless too. It's a really good episode. He talks about his, he lived in Hawaii for a year, basically out of a car on the beach and just with his buddies <laughs> and how he got into acting. You would not have Guardian of the Galaxy without the random Hollywood execs uh, or these movie producers in Hawaii. Chris Pratt is waiting at their table and they're like, you, you would be good in a movie. And he was, that's how basically his career got launched is this random thing. And he, and he almost didn't go because he didn't have the money to go back to the States. What? <laughs> no, that's crazy. Yeah. He, he's, he's great. He's a lot of fun. Uh, he's definitely a lot of fun. You should check that out. I like that. What's the, uh, the big soccer one. Uh, I'm forgetting the name on Apple TV streaming. Oh, Ted Lasso. Yeah, that's the a good big one. soccer one. <laughs> I forgot. Oh my God. Have you watched it? Yeah. Okay. I Not the latest season, though. I heard the latest one is a little bit. Um, have you seen the latest season? It was a season. Yeah, yeah, yeah I've seen it. It's great. I actually really okay. liked it. Um, yeah, uh, I, I thought it was great. And I think, uh, you know, what's disappointing about it is that it's done. You know, unless they spin off and do stuff with the characters. Um, uh, Jason Sudeikis, he's, he's like out. He's like, nah, it closed. We're done. We're good. And so um, it's over. It's not coming back in that form, pretty clearly, which is sad because it's, it is a lot of fun. It is a great show. Um, you know, another one, another great actor. Uh, what's, what's your boy's name? Uh, it's the Jack Ryan series on Amazon Prime. Um, that's another good one. Uh, mm. If you just want some action, I really enjoyed that one. Um, What's the guy's name that plays in there? John Krasinski. Oh, yeah, from The Office. Love yeah, him. from The Office. I love, I love that. It's fun to see him in a role where he plays a special forces like operator. And, Is he pretty um, good? Can you separate yeah. Jim from The Office? Uh, yeah, you really can. Mm. Yeah, you can. It's good. It's a good one. You know what's funny about Ted Lasso's? I forget which season. Remember when they did the deep dive on one of the assistant coaches, that really weird episode when he's like, has that night out in the town and that was such a it was like a controversial episode because it was so not ted lasso but he's he's one of the actors coach beard he doesn't say much in the show then they do this whole deep dive but 
so I, I kind of researched on that episode and how it came to be. So they're doing all these old like Hollywood tributes to other movies and stuff. But he's a writer on the show too. Oh wow. So I think his writer buddies are like, hey, let's write a, you know, let's do a whole episode for Coach Beard. And he had this come. It was just, it was, it was just seemed an odd episode though. But that's a great show. Yeah, Ted Lasso is wonderful. It really is. It's very inspirational. It's just a feel good kind of a thing. Um, so I like that one a lot. Oh, you, you know what? Another good one is uh, if you like kind of the documentary ish things, you know, Ewan McGregor, right? Uh, Star Wars yeah. fame. Uh-huh. He's got a set. Like, cause so I'm into overlanding and camping and adventuring and exploring. He's got a series of uh, documentaries. The one I'm watching right now is called The Long Way Up. He's got The Long Way Down. He's he's got a couple on there, and it's you and and a motorcycle and his friend on a motorcycle, and they just travel the world, the globe, and they do things where you're like, dude, this movie star shouldn't be doing this, um, you know. And and they're out there just traveling around, and and all the problems you run into trying to do border crossings in Bolivia, and you know all these crazy things. And so if you like adventure or travel, Long Way Up, you uh, and McGregor, really really good series there and any of the ones that he's done for travel do you have spectrum tv no so i have spectrum i don't know if you heard they had this whole dispute with espn so a couple mondays ago get home to watch it's a big college game or maybe it's on saturday and the u.s opens on espn so i'm like you know wanted to watch yeah i was trying to watch the u.s open i got home after work Turn it on, and you, there's this message on the <laughs> on the on ESPN saying we're in a dispute with ESPN, blah blah blah, with Spectrum, and so it's like, oh my goodness! So college football, they turned it off like at the start of the game, no U.S. Open, and Spectrum is what I didn't realize is Spectrum is all throughout the United States. It has millions of subscribers, and so they had this dispute. I went to drop in some equipment to the store just because I had to return some old equipment. Yeah. And I was talking to the guys in there. I was like, so what's up with the ESPN and Spectrum? Have you heard the news? And they're just kind of laughing because they've just been getting, they said the wait time for customer service was three hours and people already, the problem is people have been considering cutting the cord now anyway for cable. They they must've lost so many subscribers, but I had to get YouTube TV, Mm. but, and YouTube TV is not cheap. But it is amazing, and spec. I may be dumping Spectrum too because for college football and stuff, you can remember when they used to have picture and picture. I don't yeah. know why, why they took that technology out, but <laughs> YouTube TV. When you're watching college football, if you get the NFL ticket, you can do four screens of different games on your one TV. They record so much stuff. It has like AI, so if you watch a lot of sports, you watch a lot of action, whatever. You just see those recommendations right away. Um, it's actually pretty good. So, yeah, cool. but speaking of YouTube, there's two other quick recommendations I have. Um, one is a couple of years ago in the pandemic, you're talking about what you found in the pandemic with making a murderer. I went down this YouTube scroll of just Conan O'Brien <laughs> from back in the day. So good. And him and Andy Richter would do these live remotes especially in their early years. Yeah. They're going to like college dorms as kids are moving in. And yeah. um, so I would look for Conan O'Brien on YouTube. And then the one, <laughs> so then years later he has this producer, Jordan Schlansky. 
Yeah. Oh, he does. He plays like so many gags on Jordan. It's ridiculous. Oh my God. That one's so good. And the other one I've been watching a lot is Bill Maher has this podcast, which is also on YouTube club random. So he, he has like this guest house that he's converted into like this 70s studio bar disco, like interview room. But what he does about it, like how he set it up is really cool. So he has like, the cameras are all very uh, kind of hidden in the background. The microphones, like you don't mic yourself up, it just wired really well. So he tries to get this natural interview and this conversation. Every, all the podcasts, podcasts these days say, this is the real talk we're giving, the, and it, none of it is. But this is the closest, right. too. I mean, they're like drinking, they're smoking, they're relaxed. There's no cameras in your face. There's no microphones on you. But that's kind of fascinating. And he has just, it's just him with a guest and just no script. And, and it just, the conversation goes where it goes. So it's one of those, like, this is probably the actual closest to a real conversation that you'll get. And Bill Maher's so smart. So that one's really good. I love that. Oh. All right, so then I'll, I'll keep on the YouTube route. I got two for you. One is one of the the gals that I think is one of the funniest humans I've ever come across anywhere in the world, and it's her her handle on on YouTube. Just go to Call Me Chris, but it's K A L L M E, like me, K R I S. Call Me Chris. She's hilarious. She has alter ego personalities, so she plays all the characters in this show, and like so, she'll ha she had one episode on there, like. Uh, you know, my, my mom versus moms today. And, you know, so she plays this little kid and the little kids in the grocery store, are like, mom, can I have candy? And then like, and then it flashes to her mom and her mom is like, no, keep quiet. Right. And then, but then like the moms of today, like, kids like, mom, can I have candy? And then it flashes to her as like a mom today, like all like, you know, new clothes and everything. And she's like, oh, sweetheart, you know, I don't know. Like, you know, it's not really good, the sugar for your teeth, but he, she just like, she nails it and she does a lot of them. So call me, Chris, she you, you just get on her shorts and you're going to be lost for hours. I apologize, but she is hilarious. And then the other one is uh, Zach Galifianakis between two ferns. Oh, I heard it, one. You haven't seen it. Oh my God. So Zach has these, he's got a show and he's got a chair and another chair and they're between two ferns. So it's called between two ferns and it's just him bringing on his friends. He's had Obama on there though. He's like, wow. he's had Hillary Clinton. Like he, he, he has a lot of his friends on there. Like Bradley Cooper. He's like, and he just insults them. He's just insulting. And he's like, so Bradley, you know, did you ever think like you would even have an acting career if you were good looking? And like <laughs> Bradley Cooper's like, okay, that's great. And he goes, no, I mean like, have you thought about like acting classes or anything like, and so it's just that. And, but then you get some guests on there that throw it back at him. Like Jennifer Lawrence, dude, oh. she didn't put up with that. Or like, uh, Charlize Theron, she didn't put up with that either. She was like, all right, you want to do this? Gloves are off. We're doing it. And so between two ferns, that's a good laugh. Nice. Bill Maher, the parenting thing that you said, he, he goes off on parenting a lot and kids and today's generation. And I remember we actually, we were at a Calisper conference. I forget what one, but the keynote made maybe. Oh, was it the one about millennials? What's that? Was it the one about millennials? And, and yes. Yeah, that was brilliantly done. Well, wasn't that really good? And it just spoke to like, we all think like, oh, it's millennials, but it's, it's yeah. just kids. We were all obnoxious kids. Yep. But Bill Mark, so that was a really good point that he made in that keynote at that Calisper. It was mm -hmm. really good. That you know, kids are kids, and we all think, oh, today's generation, they don't get it. But you're like, no, you were the same way. You're mm -hmm. just now 50, and you didn't think you were, but you were. 
But Bill Maher does make a good point to your point about the the comedian that you're talking about and parenting today versus like mm-hmm. now it's a negotiation with kids. And now mm-hmm. and when we were growing up, you know, and we're, we're now the old people saying, you know, back in my day. Yeah. But it's true. It is now like, OK, you got to ask the question right way. Yep. You negotiate with them. And back in our day, your mom slapped your hand and said, no, you're not getting that. Put it down. Yeah, and, totally. And it's like, no, you're eating the broccoli and the yep. chicken. You're not getting mac and cheese and hot dog. And OK, then just don't eat and you'll come out when you're starving. Exactly. Yeah, there's she does one on that that exact thing where, where she, she does a flashback to her mom and she's like, I don't want macaroni and cheese. And her mom's like, that's all you're getting tonight. And she's like, well, I'll, I'll call the police and report child abuse. And so then she she like literally picks up the phone. She goes, hey, there, it's ringing. Hurry up. Let them know. You know? And so it is it is the truth. Um, you know, that was Inspra. I believe Inspra Anaheim. And you're right. Just for anybody listening that wanted to know, the message was brilliant. This keynote speaker got up there and was reading like headlines from the news about this younger generation. He prefaced it with like, how many millennials do I have in the room? And, you know, some people raise their hands and he's like, yeah, we all hate you. And then and then he goes down this speech and he's talking about all these headlines and these news stories about this younger generation. They're terrible. They're entitled. Uh, they want the world handed to them on a silver platter. They don't want to work for it. They're, they're, they're not loyal to companies. They're flitting about, doing whatever they want to do. And then at the end of the keynote, though, he reveals that every single freaking news story he had brought up was from the greatest generation in like the 50s. Uh-huh. And so it's it's like uh, it's and then he goes and every single year this is the story we tell ourselves that this new generation new generation he goes this had nothing to do with millennials they're just the newest generation yeah. it was brilliant that was really good so do you think there is something new nowadays or do you think it's just the newest generation uh, in what context like the newest generation is terrible is that a loaded question <laughs> yeah it is. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Well, I'm Gen X. Uh, you Gen X. So, do you, do you parent the same way your parents did, or are you different? Are you softer? I, I am different. Yeah, I am softer. Um, I I wish I could say that I, yeah, no, I I am different. I wish I could say I was the same in a lot of ways. You know, our generation was kind of the last generation to run around, you know, until the streetlights came on and, and have total freedom outdoors. And I'm really disappointed that that has changed because I. I do keep my kids in a fenced yard. You know, I do watch them like a hawk when they're outside. It's like, I don't know when or why that changed, but, but we were raised outside. Don't even bother coming inside. That's what we all know. That's why we all know the pain of drinking out a hot hose, right? In the summer heat, right? Like no, no kid alive now knows what that, or will ever know what it's like to drink out of a hose in the front yard. You might die. I, I wouldn't let my kids drink out of the hose now. And I grew up drinking out of the hose. Like what changed? I don't know why. I wish there was some things that were, more similar that way um, because I think it gives us a lot of freedom. Our generation, you know, uh, had, has a lot of resiliency, I think, because of that um, and not as codependent on certain things. Um, but yeah, I think there's also a lot of benefit to being a softer parent and having a softer side and getting down on a kid's level and trying to listen to what their feelings are and their emotions. And Oh, God, you were soft. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, I wonder if some of it is like just fear, like, the fear on social, we always hear these worst case scenarios, but you're right. 20 years ago, 30 years ago, we were drinking out of that filthy, disgusting hose and none of us died from it. None of us even got sick from it. And now, like you said, you wouldn't think in a million years to let your kid drink out of a hose. No way. No way. But like, why is that? That's insane. Like were our parents just, did they not care or they just (laughs) knew like, or didn't have the fear that the rest, because we're all in this fear world like the media makes everything we're all dying this is the worst place in the world then it's like 
I remember telling my buddy, we were at the tennis club in the middle of the pandemic when everything was like unsure. We all thought we were dying and we didn't know, you know, you're wearing like hazmat suits to go get a loaf of bread. Right. And I was like, it was like two o'clock afternoon, Saturday. It was beautiful. I was like, if you turn off the TV and you're just sitting here with a friend enjoying the beautiful California weather, you escape all the nonsense like we we bring all the crazy into our lives with our phone our tvs it's like man the fear we've had for whether it's this president the other president like we all have these fears it's like has any of that you know how much of that has matriculated and and come to fruition it's not much it is interesting yeah and i don't don't know why or where that changed either but you know it was funny there was like uh there was somebody that did a youtube short i saw it was like what is what is it gen z now or gen alpha is the one right now gen z is before it uh gen z was on there and it was like what is this nonsense gen x talking about drinking out of the the hose in the front yard did you did you not have sinks and then it flashes to this gen x guy and he's got like this beard and he's like listen whippersnapper he's like we weren't freaking aloud in the house okay uh you were to be outside entertaining yourself for hours on end um, you know, it's just, it's just, uh, it is funny, the different generations and, you know, each one is, uh, is, is doing its own thing to, to change the world and change, you know, culture and pop culture and music. And we did, I mean, look, we, look did right we did have, we were the first video game generation though. we were still, uh, young enough to have the video games, but our playground was like, I was in the Creek, the whole, like in the Creek yeah. playing sports, getting dirty. And yeah. we, yeah, we never. And we were latchkey kids, like we didn't like oh, babysitting. Yeah. Like, are you kidding me? I came you home to the house every day. Every day, I had filled myself with ice cream and cookies and yeah, all that cinnamon time. toast out of bread and <laughs> butter and cinnamon sugar. Oh, <laughs> the best! Having, having total freedom. <laughs> Fruity pebbles at three o'clock every day. <laughs> exactly. But you have good kids, though. I feel like your kids are. You got lucky. Real lucky. I think that's something we're doing. Yeah, they're they're amazing kids. They're they're really sweet. They pay attention. They listen. They they do a really good job. They're they're two beautiful babies. Good kids. Good <laughs> kids. Um. All right, man. Any other recommendations for the good people? I think that's it. We got you some good stuff to to listen to there. Some of it's a little older, so some of it you might already heard. But I guess what we're trying to say is with this particular podcast. You know, uh, it's important to take breaks. It's important to check out a little bit. It's important to find things that also bring you joy in these other areas. There's some really great podcasts out there. There's some really great streaming opportunities out there. If one of these missed the mark for you or if you've already seen it or already heard it, uh, dive back in and and try to find some content that can enrich your life outside of professional development because what is that saying? Like a dull boy something. You're dull if you're learning all the time. Mostly dull. I don't know. There's some. There's some saying about sometimes you got to just do things that are just fun. Yeah. Okay. That's the bottom line. Yeah, that's true. What is that saying? It's I, like it, all work makes. A, oh, all work, no play makes Johnny a dull boy. There you go. There you go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we, yeah. Go, we, we figured it out. And Johnny doesn't have to be just a boy, by the way. We can do anything we want there. Yeah. So anyway, there's just some recommendations. Um, you have any, let us know. But uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I love my podcast. I love the stream and just veg out. You know, we work long hours, hard days. So it is nice just to have some mindless stuff to entertain us. Um, Absolutely. And I just got a Johnny Carson biography book. So oh, I just got a good book that. too. Yeah. You good know, it's crazy. 
what one? No, I gotta, we got We can talk good books. We can talk hobbies. Yeah. Pick up a new maybe, hobby. maybe we'll do books and we can do hobbies. You have, you have some interesting hobbies that the yeah, people should know about. <laughs> You're a man's man. Oh, well, I don't play tennis like you. I do love me some tennis. <laughs> See, we can do a whole hobbies podcast. We could. Um, all right, my man. Well, I appreciate it. Absolutely, uh, brother. Some good recommendations. We'll, uh, anything real quick on, uh, I know you've had a lot of cool stuff on Peach Jar Extra Credit. Anything mm-hmm. coming up that the thinking of talking about great content, what, what can we look for? What's out? Uh, yeah, you know, uh, totally missed the boat on that because yeah, there you go. Go, go check out Peace Direction Credit. Uh, yeah, we've got, we've got one on there with, uh, Lindsay, uh, from Dr. Whitley from Cumberland County School District. Just really great one on community and family engagement. Sorry about that. Playing, playing music. All right. So yeah, check out, uh, cause I'll tell you the good one you're going to want to see. So check out Peace Direction Extra Credit, especially we just dropped one on drones. So drones, the new regulations, the regulations you got to know, how to get your license, what you got to, what you've got, what kind of license you have to have in order to use it for a school district. I've talked to people over the years too, where they they have questions on, well, am I really a commercial drone operator if I'm flying on behalf of my district, and maybe if it's even my personal drone that I'm flying for fun? And we give you answers to all those questions. And if you don't know the answer to that question, you for sure need to watch this video because it will keep you out of some hot water. That's a great one. Um, Unlocking community engagement with Dr. Whitley, Cumberland County. Journey modeling with Molly over at Rhodes Branding. Um, Sheena Cooper and I's video is going really well on marketing and branding. So yeah, there's there's some really great stuff out there and we've got a ton of videos coming at you. Crisis comms, strategic communications planning, communications audits. Uh, We did a whole series of videos on it with F3 on just legal. things uh, just recorded two videos last week on declining enrollment and so yeah there's a lot of stuff coming your way piece of extra credit the drone one's interesting because drones five years ago was super easy you bought one you flew it you recorded and then all these morons started flying them in forest fires and uh, yeah. the regulations yeah. are so that is an interesting one i'm gonna have to listen to that because i don't don't know much of that stuff these days with the drones so yeah, the drone one's really great, and I did it with Altitude University here in Irvine, California, and they're one of the premier, if not the premier, online educational uh, operators for drone courses. Uh, they're phenomenal, and the, the gentleman that I did it with is just knowledgeable, fantastic. Very cool. Check yeah. out HR Extra Credit. Check out NickelStrategies.com, and check out SoundMind.app as well all right matthew thank you very much sir great recommendations today we will chat very very soon sounds good all right